After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter, and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Import, Chicago, Illinois. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Welcome to the Baseball America podcast. Baseball America, bringing you baseball news you can't get anywhere else for more than 35 years. Now it's time to talk baseball. Hey, welcome everyone to a Baseball America podcast, a late Monday edition. It's freaking dark outside already at 525. It's very frustrating on the East Coast, JJ, so, as far south as we are. Well, think this is the week. Uh, sunset right now and where we are is 5.05, I think. Uh, Something like that. Yeah, you're listening to this further up the uh, the East Coast. You're like, 5.05? Man, it would be great to yeah. have 5.05. Yeah, exactly. I think it's, yeah. Either way, I'm John. He's JJ. It's a late day podcast. We're a little bit delayed in recording the podcast today because of uh, magazine stuff going on, and uh, we do still have this, this wonderful print product that you can subscribe to at Baseball America, and also uh, Rule 5 Fever. Rule yes. 5 Fever's kind of taking us over a little we bit. Will, we will do, <laughs> I was about to say we will do a Rule 5 podcast, and that's so funny <laughs> as in to defy <laughs> expectation. Uh, no, we will do Rule 5 podcasts, you know, by... I mean, hey, if I got a good Wi-Fi, maybe I'll just do like a 24-hour Rule 5 marathon podcast, you know, like or uh, live streaming or whatever from the winter meetings, you know. It is kind of amazing that um, the Rule 5 draft, in some ways, I, I do love how people who are our readers get so into it and that we get so into it. And another way, it's amazing how at the end of the winter meetings, it is such an afterthought process. You get in that room, Roy Krasick, MLB, they're organized up there. Roy gets up there. Matt, Eddie, and I love doing a couple of Roy Krasick impersonations. Chicago White Sox. You know, he says it very distinctively. New York Mets. You know, very distinctively says these things. But it's just like boom, 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 and it's over. And it really is. It's over too soon. And for me, it's very much. It's like, it's over. And then, like, you literally, you turn around, and everyone... Pretty much everyone at the winter meetings has gathered in this giant... It's a big ballroom. This ballroom. And, and one wall of the ballroom usually has, like, everyone's roller bags. Yes. <laughs> you Cause, know? Cause, and, but literally, they finish the final pick of the double-A phase, which usually goes, like, five players deep. You know, they finish the double-A phase. You run around, and literally at that point, it is, for us, it is team a team effort of, you're going to get these guys, I'm going to get these guys. Yeah, because talk. Yep. Because you know you literally have like a 10-minute 10 10 window to get pro scouting directors, GMs, assistant GMs to talk Rule 5. And then you turn around and it's like there's like 12 people left there. That's it. It's really, it empties out fast. That, it, it, it de-escalates quickly. Yes. I mean, it just <laughs> disappears. It really does. And, so. then it's like, and then it's like the next uh, two hours of just right, 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 right. And so it's sometimes fun. right in a taxi or an Uber on the way to the airport because you got to catch your own flight. 
it is a very fun process. We enjoy bringing it to you. Uh, we enjoyed writing the, I'd say we, JJ, definitely spearheaded it uh, Friday afternoon. Here's the 40-man roster edition list. That was a lot of fun. It seems like people like that file. So keep it tuned here, as they used to say, and we will continue our Rule 5 coverage. Today we're continuing our American League Central Top 10 series with a podcast, and JJ's been doing the Royals Top 30s since it feels like time in memoriam, back since Zach Greinke was their number one prospect, right? No, not that oh, far. You, not no, that, no, far that was back? Will Kimmy back then. So, oh, it was Will Kimmy then Matt over, Myers, right? I took over the year that uh, Hosmer was... 2008? Hosmer, I think it was hot. Like, basically, all those guys wow. were the uh, were just, you know, the, the, the wave had started to be assembled. Hosmer and Moustakos? Moustakos Hosmer and Moustakos. Then the next year, Will Myers, you know, joined the party. Um, I want to say, like, the first year I did it, it was... I, I never had to write the yeah. truly fallow years. This is Matt Myers uh, after the 2006 season. The 2010 years ago, <laughs> writing Alex Gordon 1, Luke Hochaver 2, Billy Butler 3, but then Lubansky, <laughs> Lumsden, Meyer, Brian Bannister, Justin Huba, Billy Buckner, and Brent Fisher... It was those were fallow, difficult times I to mean, be a right. Royals fan. And the and funny thing is, is that one, two, three there. That's better we than have what? three guys who are still ten years later who are all active. I'm not saying that Luke Hochaver's career may not have been a little bit disappointing yeah. for one one, but he has had his moments. He, you know, he 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 has a ring. What was the band that sang the song "Alive and Kicking"? And they also did the other song. It's uh, it's Simple Minds. Yeah. Simple Minds. I always think exactly. So those guys are still alive and kicking. Um, the Royals farm system now, JJ. I mean, I guess it's understandable they've but taken it's a the step back. Again. But it is, it is. I mean, like you had a hard time deciding on number one, and they're just really when you have. There's sometimes where it's hard to pick number one. Like, oh man, Benintendi or Moncada, where it's like two great tastes, and you could go either one. You can go chocolate or peanut butter there. This one just you didn't really have an obvious number one, and you really didn't have a clear number one, and it's because. Really, none of these guys who were in contention to be the number one prospect Did it should have been the number one prospect. I mean, if you want, here, here, are your, here are your candidates. And I actually did have a scout jokingly say to me, no, 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 I like Ryan O'Hearn. He should be your one. So that's, you know, <laughs> Really? Ryan O'Hearn? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. If you believe in the bat, you know, I mean, he was number eight. So uh, I didn't go that way. Um, but your three candidates, really, Eric Scoglin's number four. I like Eric Scoglin. Eric Scoglin being number four. Eric Scoglin, the more I talk to people, the more he kept moving up. Yeah, but um, pitchability, but, tall, left-hander, but, and the stuff though, and the stuff's a little bit better than just pitchability. And the thing about it is, is really is a lot better than it was when he was in college. When he was in college, he didn't throw as hard as he did now. I, I, I have, a, I have a, you know, I, I mean, it's so you, but he's the four. The thing um, I like about Eric Scotland also is very durable. Mm-hmm. 156 innings this year. He he's ready to help the major league club sooner than later. You would imagine. So, but um, but. The three guys, Josh Stallman, Matt Strom, Hunter Dozier. And let's just lay out, I'll do a very quick shorthand yes. version of Counselor, the, you have the floor. The case for Stallman, number one. He, he throws 100, he throws 102 if you need it. He probably throws 100 as easily as any starter in professional right. baseball he doesn't, throws 100. And, and I should, let me, this is not Noah Syndergaard right now. Right. This is not, he goes out and you just see 100 consistently as a starter. But you see upper 90s consistently as a starter. He's made significant strides. And I say that, this is a guy who led the minors in walks this year, 
And let me check the scouting. Second in strikeouts, I believe. And second in strikeout. They weren't putting the ball in play much. It was, right. you know, there, but he has always been wild. His, Somehow through 123 innings, I mean, like... And the, then went to the AFL. The Royals let him eat. You so, know? but he... Um, but he made significant strides with his control as the season went along. He has excellent stuff, obviously. And whereas when they drafted him, it was like, well, this guy's a, you know, he's going to be a reliever. He's not going to be able, there's no way he's going to be able to start. Look at guys now, it's like, you know what, there's not, I mean, this is one year later. His one, his first full season, he was in double A. He was the ace of their playoff team. And he shoved down the stretch with the playoffs on the line and then in the playoffs. That's a pretty good first year, even with all the wildness, and he was wild. That's the amazing part is it was his first full year in pro ball. And out of a, out of, and this is not a guy who came from the SEC. This right. is a guy who came from Azusa Pacific. Yeah, or the Pac-12. I mean, like, he really finished really strong in AA after a not good first a half terrible of the season first half in Wilmington. at Wilmington. But going to AA... Something clicked for this guy. Did, was it something that clicked, JJ, or did he just perform a little Delivery better? Delivery better. He, yeah. uh, what they, one of the things they did, um, Steve Luber is their double-A pitching coach. And, and he's really not the good. Guy, but he's really good. He's been with them for a long time. And one of the things they did was they added, uh, brought his hands above his head. And it just helped him with the timing, helped right. him stay back, you know. and Helped him be on time at foot strike. Yeah, exactly. Oh, All this oh, homage to Clint. Clint. Yeah, gotta go. The body's not seductive, Clint. You know, but uh, <laughs> and that's the thing. He's he's not his. It just seems like he's just I don't know, blessed, lucky, however you want to say it. He just has a special arm, JJ. Because it's not. This, I mean, it's not like he's super tall or strong. I mean, he's got a fast arm, but it's not like it's a lightning fast arm, is it? It's it's just yeah. It just all adds up very nicely for him, and so that's the case for him. The yeah. good the goods are. I mean, it, there's no one in the organization with better stuff. The the downside is he led the minors in walks this year. I mean, seven, and that's like, and that was an improvement because he walked everyone in college. And you gave him a 45 for control because it got better. He probably could have gone four. Oh yeah. He probably could have gone three if yeah. he really wanted. If you to. did, if you would not the number one. Yes. I, I This is future grade. If I don't believe that he could end up with a 45 control, great he's not point. number one. That's a great point. Um, Matt Strom. Case for Matt Strom. Matt Strom. Is a lefty with legit stuff, a who, fastball that generates swings and misses. He who basically Matt Strom basically took the place of Brandon Finnegan in a lot of ways in mm-hmm. this organization. The guy who could have been in their big league bullpen as a left-hander, but they could develop as a starter. They did both with Matt Strom in 2016, right. he was, he and he was, was quite good out of the bullpen, almost a, too good. He was a solid starter for them at Double A. Then they needed bullpen help. They brought him up, and 30 Ks in 22 innings is with 13 hits allowed, is really good. It is. And he has a legitimate swing and miss fastball. He's got three pitches. There's nothing about him that says he can't start. Um, if you Except said, for the fact that he has relieved very well in the major right. leagues, and they've been like, hey, wait a minute. But the thing with that, though, is, is that they can, they can now cite, they can say, look at Danny Duffy, because we did the hmm. same thing with Danny Duffy, and then we transitioned him to the rotation. I do think if you said, where is... Matt Strom in 2017, I think it is probably he starts the year in the Royals' bullpen because this is truly this is this is the who saying that this is our last tour and <laughs> and we really mean it this time. This is what the Royals, this is where the Royals are at. They are, this is, you know, this is 
this is the royal th- their tribe called Quest when they say this is our last album <laughs> and you know it is because there's no more Fife unfortunately right. this is you the 2017 season is it there is no financial way that you can keep Hosmer right. and Mustakis and Kane who actually and did do Duffy. a tour that was the last tour then never toured again who actually did that it's almost like uh, yeah I don't know who I don't know whoever did that but um everyone always comes back for one more you know, but uh, but I guess REM did it. Maybe they'll come yeah, back. Yeah, no, but REM right now they have they legitimately said, look, no, this is it, we're done. And yeah. so far they've been done. The rest of them are basically saying Michael Stipe is too weird, even for us now. But but so I do think that he will be in their pen for that reason. But that does not preclude him from starting. So that's the case. The good for him is legit stuff. Lefty middle rotation starter at the ideal role. I don't think he quite has Danny Duffy upside. Does no, he? no, no. Okay. No, Danny Duffy was a. I mean, Danny Duffy was a top twenty-five, top Danny 50 Duffy. prospect. Lompoc, baby. Um, Strom has. I give Strom credit. He was a, a kind of a, a, not a prospect really. Yeah, nice when pick we, by uh, Matt Price, area scout out of that for, for part of that Wake Forest mafia. Got a lot of those guys who worked down at the uh, Yankees organization. We used to have one here in the office and. Ryan Johnson, another uh, all-time BA fave. Uh, a lot of those guys out there in pro ball, and, and Matt uh, Price is one of them. Was the area scout on Matt Strom, so a mid, like I said, a number three starter, maybe a lefty reliever. Yeah, and you know what? If he's going to be a lefty reliever, as good as that may be, you don't Shouldn't want that to one. be number one. And then you have Hunter Dozier, who Monster I guess year. really they think you know when you look at pedigree should be the number one prospect. He was a first-round pick three years ago. It was a little bit of like a money deal. They, they got to get Shamanaya, who was their truly their. Shamanaya is the guy they spent the most money on. Right. But he still got legit money. He was a legit. He was a back of the first round type talent, not a top ten talent. But that's still a first round talent. But boy, Hunter Dozier at this time last year wasn't sniffing the top ten, even in a bad system. Wasn't I think he? I think it was number thirty on last year's list, and it was like, Ooh. I'm not giving you know. He didn't totally give up. I was going to say, Bubba Starling's going. Huh, he went from seven to be, five to thirty. This Bubba, that, and you, if you want, this is the Bubba Starling. Right, you, it, it goes up and down like that. And That's I, the guy who should be in the top of this list and isn't, but because um, he doesn't deserve to be. But so here's the the case for Hunter Dozier. Hunter Dozier slugged six forty two this year in Double A. Slugged five oh six in Triple A. Hit for average, right around 297, 298 between the two. Made it up to Kansas City at the end of the season for a late-season call-up. Had a great year. He really did. He struck out a lot, but he still had a great year. Struck and out less than he had the year struck before. Struck out a lot, but he got to power. 23 homers, you know, this this year, which that's what you want. Yeah. And drew walks, you know, got on base, slugged, did everything. If this season was a natural progression just from... 2013, yeah. first half of 2014, Hunter Dozier, you would say, yep, this guy's number one prospect. But you can't completely forget about the second half of 2014. Anything over a ball had vexed Hunter Dozier until this year. Anything. And now he made some adjustments. He improved. There's all, you know, the body, you know, there's debates about whether the body's even better, but the swing is definitely better. A little less power focus, which means he got to power because that's the right. paradox that is right. the world of baseball. Right. But, but he, had like, he had 16 home runs and more than 700 at-bats at AA coming into this year. And then so, eight in his first 95 at-bats to start the year. And the reason I say, and this was a better year, but if we were at this time last year and I 
was sucked in by this, even though I've kind of been skeptical. But Bubba Starling, last year at this time, looked like he'd really made some strides. You never were going to say Bubba Starling 60 hitter, but if Bubba Starling could end up being a 40 hitter, right? everything else plays. Bubba Starling's a center fielder who's an exceptional defender, who can run, who can throw, who can hit for power, and if he hits 240, 250, great. You were basically thinking, I mean, the comp we kept making was, maybe he could be Drew Stubbs. Mm-hmm. Maybe he could be that kind of player. Mm-hmm. You know, Maybe not even quite Drew Stubbs. He didn't run like Drew Stubbs, right. but maybe but, he could be that kind of guy. And... Then this year, what what was is is that as good as last year improvements seemed to happen, it all fell away this year. I'm not saying it's going to happen for Hunter Dozier. The other thing that's concerned with Hunter Dozier, again, when you're talking about a guy for number one, is Hunter Dozier is probably not going to play third base for the Kansas City Royals. For 2017, they have Mike Moustakis, and then they have Chesler Cuthbert, who was the fill-in with Mike Moustakis, got hurt last year. And perfectly solid player. Perfectly solid player, not spectacular. Really by solid stretch, rookie season. But... Chesler Cuthbert is a better defender at third base than Hunter Dozier. So that's why Hunter Dozier learned, started learning to play right field. Right. Well, he could be okay out there, but especially with the Royals, Hunter Dozier is not exactly what the Royals normally look for yeah. in a right fielder. Like if you look at the guys who've played right field for the Royals, Alex Rios at this point is okay in his career, was not as rangy, but he still was a former, yeah. you know, he's, He's more of that right field profile. Paulo Orlando very much. Gerard Dyson's played right field. Low Kane. I mean, they play Low Kane in right field and play Dyson in center. All of those guys are at the minimum, really, at the minimum except for Rios. They're plus defenders. I mean, you really go back, I mean, even to like, you know, Al Cowens, <laughs> or you go back to like yeah the late eighties. I mean like where they had like was it, wasn't Daryl Motley the it's, right fielder on the eighty five team? It's a big outfield. It's, it's a, a very big, big outfield, outfield. Yeah. and so they want I, some again, athleticism on the corners again. And not that Dozier couldn't be a forty five, maybe a fifty defender in right, but his arm doesn't play all that well out there so far yet. He's got to make adjustments to that. There's just there's some there are some obstacles for him, even though as good a year as he had. He's probably headed back to AAA to start the season. And by the way, and I think he's probably, you know, Jorge Bonifacio is nine on this list, and Jorge Bonifacio is a left fielder, right fielder as well, with a better arm. Right. I think that's, I mean, Dozier's got a better bat, but there is, even take Paulo Orlando and those guys out of it, there still is his competition for that. So, again, like, those are your three guys. They all have pluses. They all have minuses. Right. And... I, if you look at this, the other way you could put it is is I could see three of these guys cracking the 100, and by cracking, I mean... Toward the back. Toward the back. I could see zero of these guys on the top 100. I think I'll probably see at least one of them. I mean, I, Josh Stalmont's really interesting. I don't know that I love him. I definitely wouldn't want him to be the number one prospect in my organization, but he's, he's pretty interesting for the top 100. Because, again, he does have... Stuff that very few other pitchers have in the minor leagues. I mean, you start with that 70 fastball and 60 breaking ball. There's, there's a lot there for Josh Dalmont to. There's a lot to like. JJ, the other thing I can't get past with the uh, Royals, and I like the Royals organization and front office. I like how bold they are. But they have the, one of the big reasons their farm system is not as good right now is they have missed on some first round picks. Mm-hmm. And let's just go since Hosmer, Aaron mm-hmm. Crow, didn't work out. Um, they didn't even sign him, right? No, they did. They did. Oh, he they signed him. That was, he was, he that was, was a, a Kansas City Royals All-Star. That was, oh, wow. 
Uh, Christian Cologne, fourth overall, the whiff. whiff. That's a whiff. I mean, I know he had his moment. Bubba Starling, Kyle Zimmer, who's still on this list. Kyle Zimmer, number 10 here. Foster Griffin. I that skipped one. over Hunter Dozier. Foster Griffin. And then, what about the, so the, so let's talk about their high school pitchers they've drafted of late. Foster Griffin, Nolan Watson, Ash Russell, J.J., all three of these guys didn't just not make your top ten. Those are three of statistically three of the worst years by pitchers in the well, minor leagues. No, Ash this year. Russell statistically was not because he had okay. one. He had one inning. Okay, but Nolan Watson and Foster Griffin, yes. those yes. are. I mean, like look away. It's yes. like pipe night over there. It's yes. hideous. Yes. And what's going on there? I mean, um, I, I'm putting you on the spot. I know. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, that's fine. But Nolan Watson had a 7.57 ERA, and people love Nolan Watson. Yeah, now I want to make sure, I'm pausing for a second here just to make sure that I get it right. So Nolan Watson was less than Randy Watson this year, sex with chocolate. I always get Nolan and Foster confused as far as, no, okay, Foster's the one. Foster's the left hand. Foster's the lefty who, I mean, I sat, sat I want to do this, but I don't, because I have done this before, because they were drafted so, recent, so close together. Um, really, with Foster Griffin, what's happened is, is that he was drafted with the idea that this was a pitchability guy with solid stuff. All that has to happen is, is if he, you know, you project him to gain a tick, mm-hmm. and if he gains a tick, then you're really talking about a mid-rotation starter. Yeah, he's and then he spun a breaking ball. We saw him as good as you can see him here. High school teammates with Virginia's Adam Hazley at the NHSI mm-hmm. in 2014. Exactly. And really competed, spun a breaking ball. I saw but, him at Under Armour the year before. I like Foster. But Griffin. when you saw him, and when we saw him. At the time, if I remember right, it was eighty nine ninety one. Yeah, it was like eighty seven to ninety one is what I was right. about to 87 say. Eighty seven ninety one. But he he really, uh, the secondary stuff he knew how to use it. He was a good pitcher. Good pitcher at eighty seven ninety one, and the idea was you draft this guy. He's got one more. All it needs is one more tick. If eighty seven ninety one becomes eighty nine to ninety three, you right. know, like two miles an hour, you know, basically, with that kind of stuff, that kind of feel, then you really got something. And the reality of it is, is that, and this happens when you draft a high school guy. Yeah. There is no guarantee he's getting more velocity. In his case, he has at best maintained that velocity. And the reality of it is, is he just doesn't have. He does not have a pitch. He's going out there with 40, 45 stuff every right. night. He's going out forty, forty-five stuff every night. And I don't care how good you compete. I don't care if you locate. That's tough to do. I mean, just the, the high school pitching. They've drafted lately, you know, like Colin Rogers, the left-hander out of Louisiana. Got to a nice start to his pro career. He has beep, beep, beep. He is backed up. Uh, and then Watson and, and Ash Russell, I mean, those were I mean, the high school pitchers in the 20 are volatile phylum. There's mm-hmm. no question. Mm-hmm. But in 2015, I remember people were very excited about Mike Nickerak, Nolan Watson, and Ash Russell. And woo, mm-hmm. all three of those guys are really off to poor starts in their pro career. And well, obviously... You know, they're not all Royals, uh, buying Nick Racks with the, with the Rockies. But uh, Griffin, I do think Griffin did not admit. I know this is going to, I mean, always probably because we haven't talked about it, my post-top 10 yet too much. Griffin didn't miss the top 10 by all that much. Huh. Wow. Okay. You can find scouts who saw him this year and liked him. That's he, interesting. I know that seems fascinating. His problem is, and I... I don't want to get John Manuel on a John Manuelian rant. Is this going to be uh, is this going to be Bill Fisher related? But his problem, from scouts I talk to outside the organization, is is that he has a good slider, 
a terrible curveball and a terrible changeup. And he doesn't throw the slider very often. This is like podcasts from 2010. <laughs> and and so when he throws that curveball and changeup, it really gets beat up. And he said, but the thing about it is, is that if you see him, fastball's firm. It's good. Mm-hmm. But if you're if you're basically throwing fastball and we're fastball talking about count, Griffin or we're talking about Watson? Griffin. Griffin, okay. Uh, no. The right-hander. Watson. Watson. We're talking about Nolan Watson. Yeah, Nolan right. Watson. Um, and Ash Russell just had some serious mechanical issues, it sounds like. Got, yeah, got too big. Um, and I mean, the really delivery lost fell some apart. Lo- lost some looseness. Lost when looseness. When the I arm saw him, did yeah. not have the arm speed he had before. I mean, I saw him in the Appy League in 2015, and he was loose. He wasn't missing a lot of bats, but, you know, it was August or late. It was, no, no, it was July. Mm-hmm. It was on the way to the, fa- to the Futures game. game. It was July. I'm just not going to judge yeah, the guy that's draft here. Getting used to pro ball. You're pitching in Bristol, Tennessee, slash Virginia. But the arm worked. Now, the delivery was always long was stabby, in the back. There was yes. always, you but he was stab- whippy and loose. Right. This year, he was not loose. That's a problem. And but you can get it that, back. Because of that, though, like the, the concerning thing is, is and he's going to make the 30, but the concerning thing is, is that he, he wasn't throwing an in instructs. He's not back That's a yet. problem. And so you expect him, like, you, you really hope that 2016 is just a lost season. I mean, Christian Binford, Scott Blewett. Scott Blewett's, so Scott number, Blewett's six here. number six. So there's some hope for Scott Blewett. But they have invested pretty heavily in high school pitching with very little return. I mean, like, Danny Duffy was drafted in 2007, mm-hmm. Mike Montgomery was now, drafted in 2008. But again, if you, if you want to be the optimist about this, the thing about it is, is that. Both good and bad about high school pitching. One of the things that's bad about it is, is that, okay, Danny Duffy was drafted almost a decade ago. Yeah. Danny Duffy. I'm a cunt. Dan, Danny Duffy <laughs> gave up baseball a long time ago now and then returned. That. that feels like forever ago. Yes, now. it does. Because, I mean, that was at the point. That so really, basically, if you when, want a Royals pitching prospect who's a high school kid to come through, first he has to want to quit because that happened to Granke and a Duffy. And those are the guy. Those are the best high school pitchers they've drafted in the last fifteen years. Am I right? Yeah. Okay. But um, <laughs> that's but, weird. But the thing about this is, if you said when did Danny Duffy become show signs that he's becoming everything they hoped he would be, it's twenty sixteen. Right. That's he's right. been. He's had his moments, but twenty sixteen is when that happened. If you said when does Mike Montgomery become Mike Montgomery, that they kind of hoped. It's 2016. That's true as well. And so what you're saying with this is, is it takes that a while. it takes a while. In Mike Montgomery's case, it takes multiple organizations. He's on his yeah. fourth organization when it kind of like, yeah. he went Royals, Rays, Mariners, Cubs. And when the Cubs, it's like, you're the guy we're looking for. Yes. I, and Joe Madden basically telling him in the bullpen, there's Chapman and you. They're the only guys <laughs> exactly. I believe in. I like you so much. I'm going to warm you up four times yes. before I bring you in. But but I'm going to let you get the last out for your first save that you've ever had in your life. Baseball is by weird. the way. And, by the way, if you want to talk about kill the save, like you have to be yeah. a special guy to pitch the ninth inning. Yeah. Oh, how about the guy who got the last out in Game Seven of the World Series with? The winning run at the plate, yeah. admittedly in the hands of Mike Michael Martinez. Martinez, but is someone who literally had never been in that situation before in his life. Baseball's a weird game. <laughs> um, yeah, JJ. Speaking of weird, let's look at the let's look at the Royals 2012 draft. Mm-hmm. So start off with Kyle Zimmer. 
Still hope for Kyle Zimmer, you're saying, right? He's down there at we, number 10? The thing about Kyle Zimmer is, is that I do think that I will end up ranking him every year until he's released from the organization. Because as of yet, yet this year, if you want hope if, as a Royals fan about Kyle Zimmer, thoracic outlet syndrome... Might finally explain. That might be like the where you go, we found it. Yes. Because before... You see great stuff at times, and then other times he's like, it doesn't feel right. The most ball's not coming out right. Most of the time you just see him on backfields in surprise. But And that could explain it, which could finally be like, we've given you now the keys to do what you've always been able yes. to do. So this draft hasn't produced a lot up top. But you had, so Daniel Stumpf in the ninth round rule five has pick. gotten to the big leagues as a Rule 5 guy. I loved Zach Lovelorn out of Oxford, Alabama High School in 2012. I wrote that guy up good. Andrew Triggs in the 19th round is a big leaguer. Big Not for them. I don't think they, I think they might have even released him. Matt Strom, I mean, <laughs> number two on your list. Alec Mills, 22nd round, has been in the big leagues. Yeah. Um, so it's just so weird how this draft has how some of these drafts for them have gone. So we detailed they haven't drafted. I don't think there's any other way, way to say it. They have not drafted efficiently. At the top of the first round. But now let me now since I, Eric Hosmer, they really haven't. Right now again, they spent a lot of money. Manaya was a good pick. I was gonna say, that, and they traded him. Well, I was gonna say that the thing about this is, is Cody Reed was a good pick. Second they, round, yes. They, they have it's. I would, I guess, I would change that a little bit. I do think where they are right now is. There's a lot of it is is that they went all in to win and right. they won. I because, get it. Because hey, worth it. As you wrote in the overview, absolutely worth it. But if they if you took this team, because Brandon Finnegan is a big league starting pitcher also. Right. You're also drafted, you know, again. The, the draft that you have to hope comes through for the or, for the Royals to have if they don't win in twenty seventeen, A, and they have a bad first half, they trade these guys and you rebuild through some trades. Because by the way, if if they I mean, have a bad May, you might want to just... I was going to say, if they are sitting there, and it's tough to do because you are then saying, okay, it's going to take some time. Right. A long time. These things but, take time. But if you look at this, that would be a much quicker rebuild. If you said Hosmer, Moustakis, Kane, I, you know, Wade Davis, right? all these guys are available, you could, you could literally rebuild a farm system... In in Pretty one quickly. year, I agree. I mean, that's but the other way that if they don't do that, if, then, say if they, they hold on their guys they, and win, qualifying offer, qualifying offer, qualifying right. offer. But the, then you really need this 2014 draft class to come through, which started with Finnegan traded, obviously everything worth it. Foster Griffin, Chase Velo, who's number seven, like a Mike Napoli comp mm-hmm. if you like him. Scott Blewett, we always mention number six. Eric Scoglund or Scoglund, number four. DJ Burt, North Carolinian, I, I very like fast, like 43 steals this year. I kind of like him. Even Corey Ray, the other Corey Ray, right hand out of Texas A&M, had a decent year. Say a little prayer for Brandon Downs' career, winding down, per, former personal cheese ball, not working out. But Ryan O'Hearn, who's number eight mm-hmm. on your list. So if Corey Toops, I like. It's number 15th round or 15th rather, Corey Toops. So if they're good in 2017 and they don't rebuild, the hope for their farm system has to come really from this draft class. That 2014 draft class has given them some indications of some hope. And that's that's fair. And then the other part of this is and then you're talking about you're sending qualifying offers to a ton yes. of guys and you're saying, okay, we're gonna have a twenty eighteen draft bounty. Right. But the thing with a twenty eighteen draft bounty is is that that's still gonna take 
you're talking, you are then talking into the 20s. I mean, okay. the reality of it is, is that no matter what happens in 17, this is probably a team that is then going to be aiming for kind of the earliest ETAs 2020, 2021. Mm. Just because of how you look. I mean, look at what time, the process, how long the process took last time. Right. That was a 7, 8, 9, 10 process. Indeed. And that was. led to success in end of 13, 14, 15, 16, maybe 17. So started in 07, ends in, starts really to kick in in 13. That's yeah. six years. I don't, again, that's not crazy. But now again, if you're a Royals fan listening to this, that's also logical from the standpoint of, yes, we won a World Series exactly. last year. If you're a Royals fan, you're sitting there going, we won a World Series. I'm okay with this. And you didn't just win a World Series. I mean, you went to back-to-back World Series. Back-to-back World Series. And it was exhilarating. Those were exhilarating teams. It was everything as a fan that you could hope for. And the reality of it is, is that the other part of that is, is that I, I, you know, the Royals fans did come out, I think, pretty well this year. But I know that there has to be, when the rebuilding process hits, there will also be somewhat of a, a great winnowing, not of fans, because they've built another generation of Royals fans. Right. But it it is something where the casual fan will will check back in years from now. Right. Because then it does. And we'll rewatch their videos of the then 2015. Then it goes back to. Yeah. Then it goes back to the the fans, the, the hardcore who are like, I remember not in '99 and 2000. <laughs> right. Exactly. And I remember when. We had guys fall down in the outfield and balls fall. Yeah. I remember when Gil Mesh was our hope. You know, was that 2007, 2008 yeah. when he got a big contract? So you know, I, so mean, other words, I remember when Jose Lima went from Atlantic League to our ace <laughs> on a winning team, the only winning team for a long stretch there. For JJ's their super deep cut, but you just like a guy with the Royals that you like that you can't explain why you like him so much, but you like him. Well, the guy, it's not even a deep cut, but uh, the two guys who did not make the ten. Who I could easily have put in the ten. Um, I did go a little bit more. You like level. Nicky Lopez, right? Well, I won't even go, go him. He's okay. in, but uh, Khalil Lee, okay. who's a tough guy to rank right now because Khalil Lee was their third round pick. Now the other thing you got to remember with this is with the Royals is they didn't have a first round pick this year. Right. They had no money. That in was the other part of it. Is they they had the second smallest bonus pool. And I, they've been drafting now. They are now they are a they yes. are bearing the if you go to the World Series two years in a row. You don't draft high, right? Um, right. And you don't have a lot of money to spend with that. But they did not have a first round pick. But so, AJ Puckett made their top ten, their uh, second round pick, and then Khalil Lee was their third round pick, and had a great AZL debut. And to be honest, he didn't make this ten because there's a little bit of, okay, that was really good. It was the AZL. Let's see you do it again, yeah. just from the standpoint of you're going to still rank prominently, right? But a third rounder does that. We can't throw away everything that we thought we knew right. from the drafts yet. He, he he lasted the third round for a reason. Exactly. So, and then the other guy who is Suli Matthias, who had a a very powerful. So I thought you were going to say Mabris. I see. I, I could, you know, this is Royals. I could go on for another four hours if we wanted. But Suli Matthias, who has prototypical right field tools. He's the Esteban Florial of the Royals organization. Doesn't run as well. Okay. But, uh, but he plays center right now, but really he's going to be a right fielder as he fills out and all that. But he had, he showed mammoth power, yes. and he also showed some strikeouts. Yes. But he also went to the AZL in his first professional season. Always good when you skip over the, the uh When the, you're the good enough to DR. do that. Yeah. Um, 
so there's a lot to like there. Um, again, I, I do think that there's some uh, some players. They spent some money. They, they've done a really good job in Latin America year after year. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And so... Um, so th- those are my guys. I, I, I like Nicky Lopez, the way you described him. I know he didn't stand out to me when I saw him in the Appy League. By this, I knew that he was the... I was like, oh, Nicky Lopez, kid from Creighton. He and was, he was hitting like three hole for them. It, and he really dominated that it's league. Not, it's not inconceivable that when we look at the college shortstops right. from the 2016 class, which did not... There was no Bregman. There was no Swanson. There was no Trey Turner. There was none of those guys. No Kevin, no Kevin Newman. No Kyle Holder, even. There may be a Kyle Holder in this I don't place. know about seven defender. But uh, there may be a six defender pit. You know, okay. Maybe. maybe. Sure. Um, but when you look at it all said and done, in a class where the college shortstops, the draft class of college shortstops, was very eye of the beholder. The college shortstop class took a deep breath and said, let's, 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 let's take, take a breath. Let's, exactly. Let's, let's gather our steam after losing And we knew that, that a year. Like, okay, Correct. We kept saying this is nothing against Ryan Howard. Um, yes. But Missouri's Ryan Howard. Right. When we're watching USA Baseball and we're like... But this is not a good sign. That's this is the not a good sign that Ryan Howard, who was the seventh best shortstop in the SEC as a draft eligible sophomore... Was the college national was team Was the college shortstop. national team shortstop the next, you know, the following uh, summer. But, um... Is a chance that Nicky Lopez could be at near the top of that group. He's right. a good athlete. Um, he has excellent feel. He, it's you, you. could say that he showed no power in college, but he was played at Creighton. Exactly. I mean, you could you could have sixty power, and it's like he had two home runs. That's right. Was, like Mike Gerber hit eleven home runs there. I'm pretty sure that's the highest for any Creighton player. And he did a, a ten, I think ten were on the road. The late great Steve Pivovar. I think I found that story uh, this year editing Mike Gerber. But I mean, like you know, the thing is for for uh, Lopez is he's 22, so I would assume they move him pretty quickly next year. Mm-hmm. A little surprised that he was at Burlington, and then Mabers Valoria is interesting because the guy really really hit. But um, they they it, it would be nice to look at this a year from now and see some of these players have a little bit more performance in the minor leagues because basically all your guys who are top guys uh, who were high draft picks did not perform. Uh, for the for the Royals, the high for draft the most picks. Part. The high draft picks, you would say. I mean, like Hunter Dozier still high draft pick, and he did perform. He performed, but no, uh, really. Scoglin was a late round. You know, it was, it was a fourth rounder, the third rounder, third, third rounder, round, and so yeah. you know, and he performed. But it is the late rounders like Strom. You know, Puckett's the second rounder who just arrived. Chase Fallot was a supplement first round, and he performed. We got hurt. Yeah, but, I do like A.J. Puckett. I mean, I mean, obviously I did this column on him in the spring. I'm an A.J. Puckett but, fan. But at the same time, he's a right-handed pitcher with a fringy breaking ball right now. And yeah, how much fastball is he really going to have? Is he, he's a command-oriented starter. Granted, at the college level, it was exquisite command. But is he going to have that fine a command as a pro? Really what, again, it comes back to is, is when you talk about the Royals dress, you know, I, I may think that they're, again, the Christian Cologne pick is one that looks awful. I mean, just awful. In hindsight, because he right. was fourth overall, but it really comes back to these high school pitchers. Can blew it, you know. They don't need all four of them. They're not going to get all four of them. You right. knew that when you drafted them, right? That's but can right. you get one really good one and one okay one out of it? And if you do that, it's all. And I don't. I still do think they have a shot at that. I I would say Scott blew it. This reason he's number six is that you are talking about a New York kid. So right. cold weather Give him guy. Some time. Yep. And he's making progress. He's basically had a good half season each of the last two years and a bad half season. This year, the good half season was the second half. Right, right. Okay, and then if whether it's you know Watson or Ash Russell, Ash Russell, maybe it's 
Griffin. Foster you know. Griffin. But one of those other guys becomes a back end starter Zach or a useful reliever. Then you then <laughs> then you're okay. You know, but again, you're not gonna get all four of them. Right. And you, but you were never gonna get all four of them. That is how that's how it's worked. So uh it is amazing how we end up t- talking about Royals pitching development again. But <laughs> I, uh, I, I really hey, was like, they oh, can just so. they can't hear me because when they have their pennant ring and World Series ring in their ears, I mean, they can they, again. And the thing about it is, they is can tell that, me to stick and, it. And they also can now say, when you say, can you develop starting pitching? They, they can did. say, Jordano yes. Ventura and Danny, Duffy. and Danny Duffy say hello. And they also can say, and by the way, our Cody the, Reed and Brandon, oh, but Cody, Cody Reed, Sean Maniah, Brandon Finnegan. Again, they trade away three guys who you could pencil into, potentially pencil into their 2017 rotation. Correct. Like, that would be a thing. Three left-handers. They could oh, put together, the they literally could have put together without the trades, they could have had four lefties and Ventura that are a five-man homegrown rotation where you say, this is a good rotation. Yeah, it's a, it's a rotation that could compete. No, you're right. So and the, again, Cody the Reed to me is, is the one trades. of their, Cody Reed is... I know he had a bad. I'm still. I got to write him up for the Reds. Right. He's still eligible, but I know he had a bad MLB debut. Bad MLB debut, but the stuff is really good, and he really developed. That was a great pick. So you know, Mississippi Junior Colleges in 2013 was where it was at. Cody Reed and Tim Anderson. I mean, and uh, we liked writing about those guys that year. So great stuff, JJ. Hope you guys enjoy it. We'll be back with another. uh, So we'll spin the wheel and see which AL Central team we do tomorrow as we try to do a uh, uh, finish a magazine before Thanksgiving. But uh, enjoy this one on your drive, your flight, wherever you're going for the holiday. If we don't talk to you tomorrow, we'll try to come back we're with another call, we're podcast hoping to on talk Tuesday. To you tomorrow. All right, for JJ, I'm John. We'll see you in the next Baseball America podcast. So long, everybody. This concludes our program. Want more in-depth baseball coverage? Be a better fan. Visit BaseballAmerica.com to get more comprehensive baseball coverage. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.